Welcome to Lima Time Time, your favorite Astros baseball podcast. This is how I talk from here on out. Uh, hi, I'm Patrick McClellan, uh, one half of your uh, of your podcast team. I wanted to do a quick intro because our special guest part of the show got cut off due to technical difficulties. What else is new? I'm blaming it on the Nazis, and, and you'll see why as the show progresses. So I, I hope you guys enjoy this show. It was one of the, our favorites. And it, as always, it is sponsored by Bravado Spice. They are the spice of your life. And if they're not the spice of your life, then you know what? Let it be the spice of your death. Let it be the spice of your death. Because that's what it's going to be if you keep talking trash to me. I'm tired of editing. I don't do post-production. I'm the talent. The talent shouldn't have to do this. It's, it's, it's just terrible. I hate it. So since part of it cut off, you're going to have to uh, join. The, you know, honestly, pretend like... You're sneaking up on a group of people talking talking baseball, and that group of people happens to be myself, James Yasko, and uh, our special guest from Sports Radio 610, uh, former Texan great, Seth Payne, one of my favorite people, uh, just a great guest and a great person to be on the show, so I hope you guys enjoy this, and if you don't, like I said, um, eat some bravado and let it be the spice of your death. Thank you. Astros team. And I think it's gotten even better over the years is that as heavily analytically based as they are, they're so human, you know, and like that's an old that is an old school baseball take. Like you might like some guy from 1975 would have said that, you know, like, wow, that lit a fire under him. That's what you need. You're gonna have a but it's true. Like, I, I think there is that like it's a it's a very it's a good tight knit clubhouse that takes care of each other. And sometimes when you're in the midst of talking about launch ankles and and exit velocity and all that stuff, it's easier to kind of forget the actual emotional side of things. And I think for whatever reason that was a it was a spark. It was legitimate. I can't get mad at Osmus though. I just I you can't. Can, yes, you can. I, oh, come I on. He's a bo- he's a bozo. He's such a bozo, and he was way out of line. And I just I, I that was not the fight for me. I, I just it, there was no reason for it. He wasn't helping his guy. He just he looked a bozo. Like, calling for assist. I mean, Jake Marisnik didn't do anything wrong, and he knew it. Yeah. He played the catcher position. I, it was lame, and he wasn't I – mean, and throwing at him as well, like, he was legitimately upset. It wasn't just lip service to to uh, to back his boy and stuff because he got hurt. I mean, he was legitimately upset about it, and it was just uh, – he was just as wrong as all the other people arguing on Twitter about it. You think how much, like you think you don't think he was just sticking up for his guys? Because now in the moment I was mad at him. I was mad at him for like a good two weeks. But then after, as I've thought about it, I've just tried to kind of. I don't. You know what, Patrick? I just don't want to. I don't want to dislike Brad Osmus. I, I, I really like Brad Osmus. Really, but what? Well, how you, much of it? Why do you like from him? Osmus's standpoint. How much of that is like at, at the time the angels? The, the angels weren't as far back as they are, as they are now. But how much of it was Osmus trying to show like he had his guys like he's. He's trying to rally a team around him. He's trying to provide a little bit of a spark. Not that Osmus told him to go throw at him, but I don't I don't know that that's the case. But he did. But how much of how much of what happened is is the Angels trying trying to do what what they ended up doing to the Astros, and that's getting them to kind of rally together I mean, and, and it, sort of I'm not wake mad. up a little bit. Yeah, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at it from a baseball. I mean, I I for whatever reason, this is like the only thing that's old school baseball that I kind of like the. The, the kind of tit-for-tat thing, and Marisnik just put his head down, and, like, it was just, I, I like I like the, it's it's like a uh, respect, it's like a gentleman's, it's just, there's rules, and it's respected, and I kind of I kind of like that. It's like a secret community, and, and if you do it, if you do it wrong, it could all go bad. <laughs> wasn't it, was it K 
Kate, Trevor Cahill, who was the uh, <clears throat> who was the starting pitcher, and like he and Marisnik are buddies. Like I think if it would have been just been you know, like first pitch, right? It was his third at bat. It was his third at bat. Uh, and he didn't, yeah. it, it, that's the thing that upset me about it because they didn't want him to think it was coming, and that was the that was the thing where it was, that got a little dirty for me. You know, I that's was, trying to hurt a guy or that's trying to catch him off guard. They and that's just it's kind of fucked up. It was that part of it was really messed up, and I I don't think that Osmus instructed him to do that. I talked to a pitcher once, and I won't say which pitcher it was. Robert but it, it, it was on our. <laughs> you don't want me to say who this was, but we were talking about when you throw at a guy. How it is a little different, you know? Like you're doing something that's completely different than what you normally do, and it's easy to screw it up. So it's you don't you might not be trying to hit a guy in the back or uh, or, or up close to the head or anything, but because it's so far out of your normal groove and you're and you're overthinking it, almost like when you go out to throw a first pitch and you overthink it, like as a civilian, that that things just get out of uh, out of hand a little bit. I, I I'll tell you what, that whole that whole scenario. I was on vacation. And I had to ban myself from Twitter while I was on vacation because I just I just knew I was gonna get <coughs> wrapped into some wormhole and <laughs> like be on with Angry Angels fans forever because that was a complete scenario where you were gonna see it the way you wanted to see yes. it. Yes. You know, and 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 there wasn't gonna be talking any sense in anybody. And I and I really they weren't wrong. I I don't I they had to they had to place the intent on Jake Marisnik and a lot of us just knowing how he goes about his business know that. Jake Marisnik, even if it looked like it was intentional, that it wouldn't, he wouldn't have done it. But if you watch the play, I just don't see – you can clearly work out – and I don't want to harp on this. It's just I, – I, some people were just just so upset by it for whatever reason. Not even Angels fans, just Marisnik, Dirty, the MLB TV guys. Like just acting oh, like yeah. like Eric Karros just guys, going on – those guys are dorks. But like, I mean, it was just like, come on, this is not, this is not the place. But anyway, so Jake Marisnik's an angel – that happened right before the trade deadline, and there was nothing going on, like, baseball-wise, when all that happened. What a, but what a class yeah. move, though, Jake. They just needed something to talk about. But Jake but Jake not doing anything on that pitch and then waving the team back onto the bench, how? that's one of the, that's just a cool-ass move, honestly. Diffuse the entire situation. Like, I, Jake Marisnik, shout out to him. Seriously. And, and then sweep him. That's Jake, Marisnik, Jake, Jake Marisnik is the one guy, you know, you have that conversation or some people do where like you have a, a free pass. Like if you ever had a chance to sleep with a celebrity, it, it would be okay <laughs> with your spouse. My wife and I have never done that, but I've actually, you don't want to do that. Her. You don't want to do that. I've tried, to, I've tried to convince her that hers should be Jake Marisnik. I'm like, listen, listen, I know you, I know you didn't ask for this, but if you ever do cheat on me, Jake Marisnik is the guy for you. Yeah. yeah you want to pick the guys that you accept, but I feel like Jake Marisnik is, is kind of, this is no slight to him and his coolness. But he's kind of like he's he's in the Michael Bublé that kind of like mom crush who like uh, who, who's that who's the like who's that the guy the opera singer guy all of these that they all love but it's Bublé there's the other guy that sings there's Mark Harmon you know just the, it's kind of like and I don't know why he fits in that but he's kind of that he's like he's that guy I don't know did, did you say the guy from Double Dare Mark Harmon like that guy no I meant uh, the guy from uh, the the CC, CSI guy. It's Mark Harmon, right? Yeah, Mark Harmon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, look, I can name more middle-aged hot people if you need me to. I'm to make my point. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, but yeah, yeah. He, I would, I would allow it. He's cool, and he's like not trying to be cool. He just kind of is always just doing cool stuff, wearing helmets, running routes. <laughs> it's like that backup, that backup quarterback for the Titans. 
a few years ago. I can't think of his name. That just looked like sensitive acoustic guitar playing guy. He did. almost a little too a little too sensitive, a little too perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Like he's a lot of those. You can't trust. Yeah, you can't trust that hair on the on the on the court. What was his name? I'm trying to think of that. He was he was a he was the one. Was he the one that kind of chirped off to JJ and? No, 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 no. That was uh, that was somebody else. Um, but jeez. Uh, uh, I, I just hate uh, not being, uh, knowing the name and not being able to come out. We don't have to spend time on a backup Titans quarterback. It's just. <laughs> all I got is Jake Locker. That's all. That's all. That's the only Titans well, Jake, quarterback I know. Yeah, poor Jake. Uh, we could go up on. A, I could go on a long Jake Locker tangent. Was it? Was it? Was it Logan? Yeah. Was it Logan Woodside? No, it's uh, Charlie Whitehurst. Is oh, Charlie Whitehurst. Logan Woodside yeah. is. It just has dark hair and is, is that way. He plays. Yeah, ele- he plays electric like guitar, baby. <laughs> so let's just name quarterbacks we hate. All right, uh, <laughs> we had an episode where we just named random royals one 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 episode. Like no, we were like it was pirates. In the middle by the of a point, be like Whit Merrifield or you know Danny Tartable. I, mean, I felt like the biggest dork maybe ever, and I, I hated yep. that I was doing it. That was fun. So hey, I, I got something. So I we did a uh, we're starting this maybe it might be the last, but we we did a uh, kind of a. Comedy, a, a combination stand-up sports podcast panel live show last night where we were just doing some stuff. And one of the one of the audience members, which is part of the show, get to come up and give a hot take. This guy, James, you're going to flip on this. And it, it sounds like it was a bit, and it's a character. So he comes up, and the first thing that he wants to talk about, guess what? It's the fences at Minute Maid, and how much money, Uh-oh. and the 20K he spends, and not being able to catch foul balls, like, legitimately upset, and then I made a, then I, I made a joke, like, you, you probably love the Indians logo, he's like, what's wrong with it? They were on a diatribe <laughs> defending that it's not that race, I mean, it was, unbe- this guy was unbelievable, I, had to throw, I just, like, he was so terrible, I was like, can you get out of here, like, just, it was just, I could not believe that he went back to back with, because he was ranting, he was ranting about the bad parents, that they shouldn't be able to say. I mean, he was the. It was like he was doing a bit of all of those terrible people <laughs> doing all of hitting all the quotes, and then 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 has the audacity to just go in for for Chief Wahoo. And I hope I hope it was a bit. And he just was. That, that would be great. It, but he was just a terrible guy. So shout out to terrible people. Everyone that want, everyone that hates the fence or hates the, I always fence that hates the, the netting is netting. I don't know why I said fence netting. Of course. They they freaking they freaking love the idea of building a wall like between Mexico and the United States like it's it's a weird it's a weird I just don't like it's just the th- it's just the uh, the chance to catch a foul ball is and at the expense of everybody else is just the very it's very actually it makes perfect sense when when you see the people that are that are doing they're making that argument you know what I, can I give you guys a guilty confession uh oh I actually I actually have a minor amount of stress about catching foul balls. Everybody, like there's yeah. almost like a performance, a performance anxiety yeah. about it. Okay, good. All right. I thought that was the only one. I've never actually told anybody. Yeah, do you, that like, yeah, you don't want to be the bozo that like it just pops. You can't. Yeah, it's just people are watching. I'm, it's I'm terrified of like Yeah. Oh well, it's been like now. I haven't caught. I haven't caught a baseball or a softball maybe in like three or four years. So even judging it, like I don't trust myself to judge it without grabbing a few out somewhere you know and, and then if you're if you stack onto that five or six beers then uh i, I just don't trust myself no i think you got the hand-eye coordination i think it's it's the thing that you it, in the moment you do what you got to do i, I just okay, yeah back. you you as a as a former professional athlete yes me absolutely not i would i would have my hand up 
like trying to shield my nose and, and get it straight in the beanbag. Like I, w- I would misjudge it so poorly and end up on Sports Center. Put the net up. I don't care where I'm sitting. Put a net right in front of me. Yeah, and, that, and foul all, balls are cool. We're all, we're all arguing it's for the safety of the children, but in fact, we just don't want to be embarrassed on television. Yeah, I know it's like, so it's like, it's yes. like yeah, yeah, we, we want everybody safe. We love safety. <laughs> Everybody's good now. And it's just like, yeah, you just didn't want to get – just be embarrassed. But I just don't understand why the, the chance to catch a foul ball – like that the, – the video I posted about this guy that was just legitimately upset and defeated – because and he was just like and he and he was like and he goes he, he was like the you know like the chance to get to reach over and field a ground ball to be part of the game I was like but it was I was so so delusional and sad I was and he was I was just like you never had hardship number one if this is this is what if this is what if this is what's getting you blue like that you can't reach your, your glove over like you got I, guess, I, I, I can't I like call me when your life hits you because right things must be good and you're twenty thousand you know your life must be pretty good but I'm sorry that you can't reach over and field grounders that are not even in play, idiot. That no. is you know yeah those are good seats too. That's They're great. I'm complaining about how my you know my my yacht it just could be it could be two feet longer. And just, <laughs> yeah and I and I get it. You can't feet it's so close to seventy feet and it sucks yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and like you're allowed to have like I I get it I'd be I you know if I paid that and you didn't know it I, I'd understand but then. These people are like, I pay twenty. Th- okay, they they drop how much they pay. Well, I'm complaining to Reed Ryan. He came down and talked to me. It's like, sorry, buddy. They're not they're not gonna open the net for you to catch foul balls. Watch the baseball game. Like, just I still understand why people just can't be like, okay, yeah, a, a girl's taking seizure medicine. Like, <laughs> I, I I guess I can just just shut up and uh, I think these terrible things and like ever just think your terrible stuff and don't repeat it. Like all of us. The thing is, like everybody the thing else. Is that you can. It's not like they extend all the way up to up to like the top of the roof. Like what they've done is is eliminated the foul balls that will kill you yes. and given you a chance to catch a foul ball that won't. Like yeah. those the pop up that goes over the net. Like you can still catch a foul there's ball. A, and there's a lot like too. You're not in a glass bottom submarine. Like it, you you can still catch a foul ball. Yeah, so get your ass the outfield. You're not gonna catch it with your nose at 112 miles an hour. So yes, yeah, so just you guys just know if you're ever there, don't sit in the outfield because all the terrible people are there now. <laughs> see, just see a bunch of see a bunch of guys with their gloves, just their their cool polo shirts, just ready to catch, ready to play, ready to play ball. So yeah, we know now we know where not to go. It's great. We're safer. It's somehow segregation is good in this in this sense. It's a good, it's the only only good kind, only kind I support. It's like the equivalent of like everybody that uh, has a metal detector at the beach. They're all out there in that one spot. <laughs> exactly. I, and I always want to have one. I just like I know it sucks and y'all are the worst, but I kind of want to play too. <laughs> Sounds fun. I it's mean, a metal detector. Oh no, I'd love to do it. Yeah. Yeah, you're searching for treasure, and you'll of course you're just gonna find a bunch of bottle caps or whatever, or, or shards of weapons that are hidden under there after they stab somebody. But that one chance you find somebody's lost wedding ring that you get to pawn off, cool man. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's the best that you can do is find like an old wedding ring that fell off. <laughs> Right. Pop it off, of, pop it off of somebody's past uh, devastation. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to metal detectors that they're looking for treasure. All right. What else we got? All right, Seth. Seth, have you ever been so mad at a reporter that you refused to speak to them? Uh, yes. And I, we, I, we actually boycotted a reporter once. And I'll, I'll try to leave. I put this out on Twitter a little bit, and 
I realized it turned into a huge guessing game about various reporters that might have covered teams I was on. And I felt I felt bad because nobody accurately guessed the right reporter. <laughs> and, like, all these other, like, really good, upstanding, hardworking journalists were having their names thrown out there. So I'll, I'll, be, very, I'll be very vague about details here. But there was one guy that a bunch of guys on the team just refused to talk to. So I had empathy for Verlander the other day when that guy from the Detroit Free Press just uh, for whatever reason it pissed him off so badly we had a guy that would just just make up quotes he would make up quotes yeah. he would take he would take the actual quotes like extremely out of context and this was 20 years ago almost now uh yeah it was 20 years ago so it wasn't like you know the, the new fake news phenomenon who, or anything who was the was, guy, who did it recently that uh, i think he's good now what didn't Ch- did was it chandler rome he he said the wrong he repeated something that uh that Dallas said in no, the. No, it was it was Hunter Atkins. Oh, Hunter Atkins. I'm sorry, sorry, Chandler. My bad. I, yeah, it was Hunter Atkins. He got. I mean, he just got. Yeah, if you're gonna do that, like he got he got blackballed quick. Well, because Keuchel said that he didn't have to sign autographs, so he's about to get two wins that day, and that rubbed people I, the wrong way. Yeah, but you still that's a legitimately funny thing to say. It is. It <laughs> is. But it is. But you still shouldn't be. Uh, Tweeting out quotes of the, uh, I don't know. I, I, you gotta, I don't know. He, he got what he deserved, I, I, in my well, opinion. I, or he, I or you just take, or you just do it, and you, and you have to take. You just, like, I'm gonna do this. I heard it. I'm a journalist, and I'm. That's how pure I am. I doubt that's what it was, but. Did he not? <laughs> did he not present that? Like, did he not present it that it was a joking comment? No, he put it. It was like a no. quote, just like he, like you hear, like just. It was just, yeah. It was like no context. It was, it was kind, of, it was kind of a jerk move, and he might have, he might have been. Was a, it was a. This is what Keuchel said. Heck yeah, sent tweet. Like I mean, it was. It could have been. No tone, he, he, could, he could be that tone deaf, but there was no. It was just like any other quote from. It was just why. Yeah, it was. It was very selective, and it was very convenient for it to be that. So they didn't like now it. I guess the difference with Chandler Rome compared to this guy was that this guy was habitual. Like, that was his M.O., and he'd had a history from a job he'd been in at previous. And it was, you know, guys would make complaints, but nothing got done about it until eventually the guy got a job somewhere else. So people would just refuse to talk to him. So he'd be in – he might be in – a scrum of reporters and he'd be standing there like with his tape recorder behind his back, you know, just so people wouldn't realize that he was recording. It was really, <laughs> it was sketchy. Well, that's sleazy. That, that's, that's just fake. That's just old fake, fake journalism. That's just not, right. I, mean, that's, there's, I mean, that's not even journal. That's like, that's not allowed. That's like unethical. I mean, it's just, it's the worst. And like so teenage girls don't even do that. Yeah, there's a, well now because everybody's got a you've got a paper trail of everything now, or at least somebody's recorded you, or you're I, on your uh, you're on you're I would, on somebody's iPhone. I would I don't know. I, so I, I always wonder like when like say like Honey Badger gets mad about something, it's like is he just doing this because it's a it's a good move to just go? I never said that. You can't prove it. But just people when they say have players talking about other players and they and they get or was wasn't it Justin Reed talking? It was it was something about Justin Reed said something. Oh, I'm talking about the Texans again. Son, son of a bitch. No, oh, that's all right. Never mind. He said, yeah. So he yeah, he said he just said something. He said something, and I no, I, I don't like talking about him. Uh, he said something in passing, and it was taken out of context. That that something about uh, yeah, Honey Badger being playing soft or something, and he was just like he was he was talking about Tyron Matthew. That, yeah, yeah. And what he was saying was that he didn't mean it in an insultory in an insulting way at all. He said that I called him finesse. He told him more of a finesse player, yeah. whereas whereas Justin Reed and Sean Gibson are more of physical players. And the headline was right. written: Tyron Matthew, or excuse me, it's Justin Reed colon 
Tyron Matthew is a finesse player. Right, right. So it became, and then the article itself was okay, but the tweet and the headline made it look like he was insulting Tyron Matthew. But, so that's what Justin Reed got mad about. But the he tweets was very the, vocal. The tweets and the headlines are worse. That's really that's I a bad thing these days. The, the headline writers are causing way more problems yes. than, than actual journalists because it's so easy to see a headline and just get mad rather than – and especially – I mean, and I've had – I've done it a couple of times, and I, I wish I hadn't, but, like, when I didn't have a subscription to The Athletic, I would just see the headline and pop off and be like, did you – did you read it? Like, no, it's paywall. So now I'm just stupid and poor. Like, it, I mean, I res- <laughs> you kind of res- you gotta res- if you read articles, you gotta respect it because it's it's it does what it's supposed to do for the most part. There, it's catchy, but it's it's always just something. And when you read it in its context, you're like, oh, it wasn't even close to being what it was. <laughs> it's like it's not even it's not e- it's not even what it is. So well, it's I mean, just, and it's 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 gotten to the point where it's but it's, fair, it's fair it's, like, it's fair to say it if it's in the article. So I it, I I don't like it personally, but it's not like it's I don't know. I'm weird about I that. Don't, I, I don't like those headlines that are like, are the 2019 Astros better than the 27 Yankees? And then, like, when you when you read the article, it's like, no. It's very simple. Like, <laughs> yes, it's, that's the worst. It's not controversial, like, at all. The question headline, the question headline is complete and total clickbait. Yes. And it's, yeah. I don't advocate it just because I've actually, like, written articles where somebody else does the, does the question headline. And the, you can't read the comments on that, you know, because nobody's going to read the article. Because the no. answer, I wrote an article once, and then like, and, oh, and that's the other thing. You can't write satire anymore oh, no. because then, because then you can't ever look at any ever comment again. I did like the reason your your team needs to sign Tim Tebow now, and oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> and it was a complete oh. satire. You know, everyone was a joke. But if you don't read the article, then it's just like, oh, here comes another asshole just sticking up for Tebow. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was like two weeks of misery just because of a nice little fun article that I wrote. That must have been that must have been fun. Tebow's fun. Uh, I got a comedy buddy that was he was doing a bit, but we didn't realize at the time we were just we were at a party or something, and he was arguing that that Tim Tebow had the fastest release ever. And we were like, what? Because it was egregious. He's obviously never doesn't have a fast release. It was slow. And then he was like, no, if you don't count the gather. <laughs> and he was like, he was very specific from the from like from the gather to the release faster than anybody in history. It was the be- it was just that we were so mad, but it was focused on no gather. It was just it was the weirdest thing. Tim Tebow, man. So 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 here was where I was with the Verlander stuff was that I I completely and totally one hundred percent understand Verlander and where he's coming from and I understand him wanting to block that guy and I actually talked to a a former media person from one of the teams I played on and he basically said look the Astros obviously violated a rule as as baseball said as Major League Baseball said but in that moment if you're the press or the media relations people for the Astros the alpha dog on your team has got this issue. He wants this thing done. You're in the middle of a World Series push. You you go ahead and just take the hit on that one. You know, yeah, you're no, like, you all right. defer to Verlander. Is, Absolutely. Yeah, you defer to Verlander, and then you clean up the pieces. So could they have gotten out ahead of it better? Yeah, sure. And, and like, that, that would have been the appropriate thing to do. But ultimately, ultimately, I think they probably, they didn't make the, by the book right things, but I think they did the right thing for the team chemistry. They always, yeah, no, they always I, do. I agree with that. And I think that, I mean, to ask Verlander, I mean, obviously the easiest thing, the way that you avoid violating the CBA is to say, like, is to let the dude come in, let him ask a question, and have Verlander just stare at him and not answer. Like, that would have been very funny, but also in a way that doesn't. 
But I mean, I, the media relations guy has to, yeah, he has to have Verlander's back there because you don't want to, you don't want to put your <clears throat> one of your like seven aces. Uh, is that in a, Grande? In a is that Steve, Steve Grande still do that? Do Steve Grande still media relations? I think so. I still get tweets from him, so yeah, I think he's. Uh, I just remember when he, he, he and Gene Diaz like VP of communications or something like that. So yeah, no, you you defer to the guy that that I mean, you defer to your guy, and he says he doesn't want to talk to a reporter. Well, uh, okay, and you knew that you know that they knew they were breaking some sort of CBA rule. Yeah. But yeah, no, I agree. I think you're right. You just have to take the hit. And well, he he didn't he didn't and he doesn't do that. He's he's very a professional. By the book, and every just every just methodical about being a professional. So the fact that he is wants to not do that, like uh, you got to respect it. Well, the That's sports a, editor, the sports editor of the Detroit Free, Pe- uh, Free Press, had an article this morning explaining like here's where the beef came from, and it started with <clears throat> Verlander having some sort of I guess Verlander's like the way Mike Trout is with with weather, like <laughs> Verlander's like that with astronomy. And yes. At first, I read That's it, not, at first, I read that with like as astrology and like he's a Scorpio or I don't know what. I mean, no, oh, he's looking at he likes constellations. That's how yeah. I heard it. That's how I heard it. Oh, thank God. Okay. Yeah. So astronomy. No, that was astronomy. Astronomy's okay. kind of worse though, guys. It is infinitely dorkier. <laughs> I'm a Star Watch. I'd rather him being like what, talk about his moon sign and what it, what's gonna happen. And, no, he's he's, he's, just, he's just out. The game. Yeah, he's just out at night looking at seeing if he can see Saturn a little bit better. You know, that's, not, yeah. that's not great. <laughs> anyway. and, so, and so, like, Kayla, I, I, he and Al Kaline were talking about astronomy stuff, and, and this dude, Anthony Fennick, or however you pronounce his name, I kind of reported on it, and, and that pissed Verlander off, which that seems petty. Um, and then, and, and I mean, read the article. I put a link up on it this morning. It's, it's an interesting article because the sports, and it, it goes into some issue where there was – there was a, I don't know if it's a mix-up or some sort of miscommunication in some injury that that Verlander had, and Fennick was like advising him on how to respond. And and, and the, I mean, the sports editor, I went in thinking this was going to be a, here's why your guy sucks and here's why our guy's totally fine. But this sports editor was like, no, like you know, he crossed a journalistic ethical line by discussing yeah. this with Verlander. Like it, it seemed fair, but it's still. It's coming from the Detroit paper, so there's yeah. going to be there's going to be a, a little bit of a Verlander was being petty about this, and well, I think I that's the only knock. Like it's just kind of it's just kind of petty. But I don't know the the relationship between a, an athlete and and a reporter. And I think that well, Patrick made a good point, which is that okay, let's look at Verlander's track record. Does he do this customarily? Is this his deal, or is he like constantly getting angry at reporters and? Not that we know of, right? Maybe there was an incident earlier. If there were incidents earlier in Detroit, I feel like we would have heard about them from the Detroit writers. So yeah. I think there's that. And so, so the important distinction is athletes know which writers or radio guys or TV guys they don't like. You know, oh, yeah. They might feel like, all right, this guy's just a blowhard. This guy's out to get me, whatever. But you kind of deal with it. It's just something you have to put up with, columnists especially. Oh, yeah. If you see the columnists, you know, you might, you might think that Brian T. Smith is out of line or something. But... And with his opinion, but you know that Brian T. Smith isn't necessarily out to get you unethically. And if Verlander, you know, I, do, I know you got to examine the evidence a little bit harder than that. But for me, as an Astros fan, 
if Verlander says this guy's no good and Verlander's not out there saying anybody else is no good, then I got to go with Verlander. That's, that uh, that's how I feel about it, too. And maybe yeah, that's no, just blind. That might be blind loyalty, but I, yeah, it's not. He's not some contentious person otherwise. So like, yeah, if he might, and sometimes you don't like a guy, and uh, yeah, I, I have to. I, yeah, it is what it is. But I also think that that what happened last week and sort of the media's response to to the whole Verlander Detroit situation, it, it's it's similar to the Marisnik Lucroyd hit. Like, it just reinforces whatever opinion whatever opinion you want to have about the Astros and how they do things. Like, yeah. if you hate the Astros, then this is just another example of, of how the Astros are, are screwing up the sport or how entitled they are or what a bad guy Luno is. It's, it's great. It's, I kind of like it now. Productive conversation. I, 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 we got, I would get really mad at first when that was starting to become the narrative. And now I was just sitting there looking like, if you're a baseball fan, how, why, why, why would you hate these guys? They're... They all came up together. They're fun. They're all good. Like this, this should be a team that everybody should just be like, yeah, I like. I hate to admit it, but I kind of like those guys. They're just. You they're know big. Why? It's it's because they own Mike Trout, and Mike Trout is the savior of baseball. That's why. <laughs> the, yeah, the savior, uh, the savior of baseball that's forced to live in in solitude in a cul-de-sac and not even in Los Angeles. I, oh. <laughs> you, you know what I will say is that, and this is one, this is one thing I sense, and I get it, and I understand it, but. Like, as a media member now, I've been on both sides of the mic. Most reporters that I ever dealt with as an athlete and then most guys that I work with and especially writers, you know, because writing, writing things down, there's a certain extra responsibility on top of it. People just take it more seriously. Once they see it in transcript form or yep. in the printed word, it matters more than when somebody just speaks it. So writers have to be extra careful. The vast majority of them are, are usually trying to get it right, and they'll make mistakes and they'll get stuff wrong. So there's a knee-jerk defensiveness when writers and people in the press are having to deal with all these accusations of fake news, where like the go-to defense is, oh, fake news, everybody's lying all the time in the press. That's not accurate. And yeah. it, it, but, but I think in the media, whether you're defending media or not, you also have to recognize and understand, okay, there is a small percentage of writers, just like there are in any profession, of people that are unethical and do the wrong thing. And we need to police that ourselves. And monitor it and it can't simply be like well Verlander's just being an uppity professional athlete let's also look at this Fennec character and figure out all right is this is this guy actually should he be allowed in clubhouses yeah and then, yeah that's the, the problem is that we've moved on to where we can't nobody can can focus and actually do that which is the legwork to get everything right it's just jump to conclusions on both sides decide what you think and and then light them up and move on to the next thing that you're mad at it's just it's it's just still reactionary but yeah the you got to police yourself. That's the only way to do it. Fake news. And it's weird, Fake news to, is still it's weird to live in a world where where every reporter is out for with some ulterior motive, but every word they write is is the gospel. Like there's no nuance to any sort of argument anymore, like at all, like anywhere. And 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 it's a, I mean it's it's a huge. I don't, I don't know how you I don't know how you come back from that, and I don't know how you navigate it for the time being. But but there's just a. a a problem with trusting journalists and and over trusting. I guess it's almost like a tribal thing. Like you don't trust you don't trust Bennett because he's a Detroit guy. We we trust Verlander because he's the Houston guy. Like it's just there's more to it than just something that simple. Right. Yeah. For well, sure. you know, and I guess and, and 
I, we need to make the distinction between the sports side of things and then look, the political side of things. Cause oh, sports, yeah. Oh, for sure. Sports, yes. Yeah, I mean, sports, I feel, I feel like sports entertainment is at least uh, a somewhat, like, honest industry nowadays, whereas, like, on either side of the aisle, political discourse has just gotten to completely be here's 140 characters or 280 mm-hmm. characters, and how can I spin this however which way I want to? And that's what's hard is there's so many times now I – like we are in an era where I've never wished that people that I agree with politically <laughs> shut the hell up. Oh yeah, for sure. Because I'll be like, all right, listen, I see what you're trying to do, but that's not fair. Like you're taking that quote out of context. You're not. Yeah. You're 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 having this extreme response to something without reading the entire interview, and we're not getting anywhere because of it. But that, yeah, yeah, all all nuances lost. No, that's how I feel too. It's like you're you're making it look bad. I agree. I know where you're at, but you can't you can't do this because that makes it. It's just like oh, it's the worst. It's the yeah. absolute worst. What are you, you going to well, do? This is this is very uplifting. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I got a whole thing on the Holocaust, so we're moving on to the Holocaust after this. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a time for it's all over time. It's for our recurring, is our, our evergreen segment, genocide. No, we're not. We're, we're gonna, <laughs> James, please get me out of this. <laughs> so no, I I I found something out about Raymond Goodwan the other day. Oh, what is it? Oh 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 yeah, you broke news. Good job. He's a bad. He's, that he's a bad one. Yes. So here's the here's the thing. I found out from someone close to the situation. I'm going to do the source thing because I don't get to do this often. Someone very close to the situation. Um, it was not denied by by multiple different parties, and so I went with it. And basically, the story the story is that the Dean Deeds, who who who's pitched for the Astros, not effectively in very limited innings, very like like three. Uh, last year, um, was given Raymond Goodwan crap about not being able to throw a strike, and Goodwan threw a shoe and missed, and, and Dean Deese is like, see? And which is very funny. And <laughs> and the way that it was told to me was that was that Goodwan got up and like grabbed a bat and like hit Deets in the head with it, and what? and then he was escorted out and came back with a knife and didn't do anything with the knife, but it was still very threatening. Well, now <laughs> he was like standing with it menacingly, right? Yeah, that's the only way to hold a knife. Menacingly is a great. <laughs> menacingly is a great description word. It's one of my favorite words because it's just a great. It's just great. Menacingly great. I love it. It's so yeah. It's a good. It's very. Yeah, there, there's no way to hold a knife outside of a kitchen context yeah, where you, it's not menacing. Yeah, you can't yeah, just no. you can't just be have your shoulders shrugged like, well, I got a knife. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, like oops, I got this weapon. movie, picking my teeth with a knife. But yeah, that, wasn't that just the scene from Bull Durham? What I heard, you couldn't hit water if you fell off a fucking boat. <laughs> he throws the ball and misses. Yeah, no, it's exactly, yeah, that is exactly the scene. Except, Except there's a the knife and a bat ball. might not have seen in that movie. Like, we didn't know Deeds was doing a bit. I don't know. <laughs> but the, the, problem, the problem is that I've now had a couple of people... That have said, ah, it's a little more complicated than that, and but but I'm not really, (laughs) and they don't know this, but like like there's been three or four different people that have said like, uh, there's some more to this, but each person doesn't want to like say anything or like officially not quote unquote go on record as an anonymous person, but none of them are like they won't say like, hey, you can go, you explain that this happened as well. And and I'm kind of stuck because I'm I'm not a freaking journalist like and I no, you so can't there's do more it. to the story but I don't know how to proceed. You can't because that's what happened. So I that's what happened with me with the the Granky. I had I had yeah. it 
I had the, I had it early on. I and I couldn't. I was not allowed to to say anything. So I had to use kind of terms that were not completely direct, even though I knew it just because the source said I couldn't say it. So it's not really technically breaking the story, and it's just like you, you don't want to you don't want to blow that source. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to blow the source, but I also don't want you know. I mean, it, it's sort of it's one of those. It doesn't. It's not like it absolves good one. It doesn't absolve deeds. Like it was. It was a pretty sketchy situation. This sounds great, though. I want. I do want to know if you hear anything. Just let me know. I won't report it. Uh, yeah, I'll text. I'll text. I'll I do want to know like what's going on. It sounds. It sounds pretty awesome, actually. And so, but it's just like I, I don't know how to go about updating the post. Be like, uh, it's more complicated. Than, just do than that. What I ellipses. Said. It's more complicated. Ellipses. It leaves leaves it to the can, reader. Can I ask you that? Does it does it make you and feel free not to answer this? Does it make you feel better about the fact that the Astros still have Goodwin in the organization? Like that maybe it was a it was an understandable decision that that he's still around. Yes, it it, okay. it does because my fear was, and this goes back to the Osuna thing. My fear was, like, the only reason that Goodwin's on the team is because he's the only lefty they have above, like, double A. Yeah. And, and, and that's a pretty, you know, as, as far as, under those circumstances, that's a, that's a pretty crappy decision. But there, it does, from what I've learned over the last, I don't know, I did this, like, at lunch on Friday, over the last, like, 48 hours, I've been like, ah, it's still not a great look. Ah, but, Trust the organization. Trust the organization. I mean, that's ultimately, you either like Luno or you don't. You, maybe you grudgingly respect him, but... They're not, I mean, he's I not mean, morally bankrupt. I don't think anybody thinks he's morally bankrupt I, at all. I, I just, I, I personally don't, but th- that's my personal opinion. I think there's some Osuna haters that, that do think that. But they, but nobody and, and knows he, any details, so everybody just is projecting their own. So, like, and I, that's why I hate defending, because if he's a terrible person, then I don't defend that. But nobody knew anything, and I just was like, if the Astros are vetting him and they're bringing him onto this team, knowing what's out there, I, I feel like they vetted it, and if they're allowing it, then I should be pretty cool with it. You know, you know what happens with stories like this, and I would include this the, this Fennec stuff from the Detroit Free Press. These stories occur, and there's stuff that hits like the mainstream press and most of the big blogs and everything. But then there's almost like a there's almost like a whisper network on social media yes. that has all this other info. And to try to figure it out and dive into it and figure out what's legitimate and what is not. And Because I did that with Osuna. Because he had a couple guys, like otherwise legitimate journalists, who weren't writing articles about it, but who were hinting on social media that he knew things. Pass on. And you, what's hey, that? Well, Jeff, Jeff pass on. Was the, the, there were yeah, people that were, I mean, there was so, like, there was, it was real anger. And it was like, it was like, like that, well, that made me raise an eyebrow, but it was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So I, like, at that point, I just go back to, okay, you hopefully trust your organization and the stuff that's actually reported where people have backup sources and everything, then there you go. Because, James, I think that I, I've been in the same situation. I'm not a newsbreaker. Because yeah. you see the stress of being a newsbreaker. Like, you get these <laughs> yes. stories, and you got to hope that your source isn't selling you out. So I've heard stories about various things on teams through the years where, you know, if I were – if I and I'm not a trained journalist. I don't know what I'm doing. If I were to have broken the story, I don't know – it seems like almost every time within the next three or four weeks, I get other people chiming in who have a slightly different version of the story. So yeah. like at, what, at what point do you actually put it in print and say that – this is what happened because we know that about we know that from you watch enough crime television and documentaries. Yes. You know that eyewitness accounts are crap. You know nobody yeah. ever knows what the hell they're actually. No, nobody about. ever sees anything, but they always clearly can come up with something, which is hilarious. 
Yeah. <laughs> like like all the witnesses and the uh, my cousin Vinny, they had they were just coming making up shit, <laughs> just make literally just making up sh- very specific shit. But yeah, it's just people want to be a part of stuff. But yeah. It's, and I will say like I, w- I will and I, again like I'm not I we don't I say we I I don't break new I think the last thing that I actually put out there was that that Osmus had interviewed for the manager job. Oh yeah, you did. When uh, when Bo Porter <clears throat> when it went to Bo Porter and like McTaggart like the next day was like uh, no they've not interviewed Brad Osmus and then it oh, turns wow. out that they actually had. And, and so it took like a month, but I was like, I, I tried to tell you, like, I remember I was driving to like Oklahoma. We lived in like Tennessee and I, I was driving to Oklahoma and, and I started getting a couple text messages from, and like, no, you were right. And, and so I, I guess my hope is like, I don't do this and uh, I don't, it's not like every week I've got some scoop. Or no, something you're not, we're not scoop people. That's the thing. That's well, what, no. exactly. It's great. Well, but I, I, I'm, I'm so it, it sounds like to you for the most part, it sounds like. This, the things that you reported actually happen. It's just that there's also other there's other circumstances involved. There's more to the picture, but that that, that actually happened. What you reported. Yes. Yeah, so what? Yeah. What I what I said happened. I, yeah. I, and that's the only reason I that's the reason I haven't deleted it or tried to do any sort of correction. There's just a little bit more, and it's a little bit. There's a little bit more coming out um, that that would give a little bit more context to to the decision to keep Goodwin. Uh, and may and maybe, you know, because I mean the responses, the immediate responses were pretty predictable. Like he should be arrested, he needs to get let go like immediately. Why is this guy still in baseball? So I kind of felt bad about that, but I mean, well, that's, you're, that you're gonna that's gonna happen. What, gonna if happen. Had, what if you had flipped his ERAs between AAA and major <laughs> leagues this year? Where you say at a two point six three in the major leagues? I feel like people will be like, well, you know, he's still he's still relatively. It absolutely uh, happens. Uh, it, ma- it makes a big <laughs> difference how how pe- how apologetic people get. Like, well, he just had a bad day. <laughs> and it was look, it was a it was a crime against another grown man. It wasn't a crime against the woman or anything. And uh, I, they said boys will be boys. And some people Who are amongst us is not brandished a knife. Well, I per- but see, I, I I like people to be good, and I I try to be as as a good person as I can. But I want my team to win. I if you if the, you have to get the devil on the team, a, a ghoul, a murderer, <laughs> demons, terrible. I, if Hitler's got a pitch for me to win a World Series, I, I, you know what? I don't like the actions, but I like the cap, and I want to win. So it's just that's kind of how I feel about it. Get some cri- get some crooks on your team, just as long as they're gonna help us win. <laughs> I'm not. It's not. It's not supporting the action. It's it's the it's the result. And it's like, it's the logo and it's the, it's the name on the line, chest, right? not the back. Yeah. yeah. It's it's just yeah. They're, they're terrible and they can play. I'm watching the team play baseball. I don't care if they're stabbing people at night. So that's all. That's just. I really don't. <laughs> but if, if you got if the ankle bracelet doesn't affect your pitching motion, then yeah, we all that. we all have different stuff. That's just their job. Yeah, they're crooks. It's just like I'm watching baseball. I just. <laughs> It's just a thing that, like, I – and I normally don't like terrible people, but if they help – I'm watching – I want a World Series. I'm willing to root for <laughs> a, a terrible person. There's okay. kind of that, like, either – like, there's that cinematic, like, from the movies or, like, almost even a video game element to that where, like, wouldn't it be kind of fun if you just did erase all those rules and that you could be like, oh, yeah, this is a – this, this – it's that lovable, that lovable team from the movies that could never exist in real life, or like from, uh, let's say, from Slapshot. You know, yeah. some of yeah. those guys. Like if you actually had them on major league teams, if you just if everybody just abandoned all like discretion and everything for a while, that would be kind of fun. 
It would be a fun little alternate, you know, little mini season. Like, I would play that on a video. I would go out and buy an Xbox if there was, like, the criminal MLB criminal edition. But it, 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 the, the MLB criminal edition, for the most part, yeah. is just the MLB. Because the players that can the players that no, can play no, are playing. What I said was just uh, that was all. That was all of us just collectively saying we probably shouldn't pursue this any further. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> Here I am thinking, I was like, man, that was a terrible joke. Like no, that was that <laughs> yeah. no, no. I was sitting there thinking about like how far down the list of like inhuman things. Can I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, I was going over different. Like, I was like, what level of criminal is actually acceptable for this joke? Because there's some places so, we can go. <laughs> so to that to that good one story. Uh, and I don't want to put you on. You certainly, I don't want to get you in another like cryptic tweet game where people are trying to guess the, the circumstance. But Ooh, have yeah. you seen an instance in the locker room where two dudes just didn't like each other and it got all time. it got physical and it was it was borderline violent? Oh yeah, all I time. Mean, I, like I, in, especially when I was playing with the Jaguars, we used to have a lot of fights. That was more of an old school NFL team because on old school NFL. Everybody, what happened? situation where where you you, you and a, a teammate or there's been or some, some other teammates that that got into some sort of physical slash violent altercation yeah we i mean I, when i played with the jaguars this didn't happen much with the texans when i played with the jaguars we were an old school nfl team in a lot of ways and like on old school nfl teams there used to be a lot of fights there'd be fights at practice there'd be fights in the locker room because in part of it's that coughlin coughlin was just such a he just created such a high stress environment. It's like when you put a bunch of rats rats together and there's not like there's more fighting. Yeah, Mark so, Brunell too. Mark, Mark Brunell actually punched me a couple times too. <laughs> he cried about it afterwards, right? It felt bad. Yeah, he, he was remorseful. Yes. He, he wet some gauze and wiped your wounds. So, which is, Brunell is that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. He would do that for you. But I got into a fight with a guy in the locker room one day, and it, it got broken up real quickly. But this, this part feels a little bit like the Gudwan stuff. I was an older player at that time. This guy was a rookie, and he was kind of a hothead, and he was, he was really mad and kind of embarrassed about the fight. So I went over, and I, I worked out because this was after practice. So I was going into the weight room to work out. There were only a few guys in there. And this guy walks into the weight room, and then he, and he picks up a 15-pound dumbbell. And I remember there was a 15-pound dumbbell because I remember thinking, like, that's a good choice. Because it's <laughs> to swing fast, but you can actually create some damage with the 15 pounds. That's, you know? that's great. That's and, great. And he starts, like, pacing around the locker room, like kind of walking around the edges, staring at me. And I'm going, don't do it, man. Don't do it, man. Don't do it. And, and a couple of times I grabbed him and moved him out. And... You know, he and I ended up having a good relationship. This was, like, during training camp his rookie year. And we were friends afterwards. I run into him every now and then. So I don't know if those guys if those guys can reclaim that relationship or whatever relationship they've had. But it, it happens. It happens. I'm not – it's not anything you're proud of. And that was – especially when you realize, you know, you're – at that point, I must have been 25 or 26 years old. What the, what the hell am I doing? I'm getting fist fights. Yeah, you're, you're having a fist fight Maurice Jones-Drew. You know, you can't do that. 
I'm just naming. Easy or something. Yeah, I, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that, that's got That's just got to be awkward. And you got yeah, that's that. I know exactly that that perimeter like weird stalk around like wanting to fight move. That that's a that's a that's a classic wants to fight guy move. It's, it's hilarious because every young guy that wants to fight like they don't know how to channel their rage and they they all do that. It's like that look and they're just stalking around like a lion. Like what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, do you want to fight or do you want to just look menacing? Menacing. It's the menacing look and they're just walking around. It's like, do you want to fight or like, what are you doing? Just walking around the perimeter. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the it's like the back of their brain. It's their brainstem uh-huh. arguing with the front of their brain. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's, out, like, what kind of a creature am I? Yeah. Yeah, they are somebody that got in a in a bad car wreck and like they, the adrenaline's moving their body and they don't really know what they're doing. <laughs> they they get they stay like they get hit by a car and they stand right up and like it's it's all adrenaline. They're actually not even conscious. So, <laughs> which is terrifying and awful. So if you ever get hit by a car, if you Try to stand up like a zombie because it's not good. You got hit. <laughs> that was, a, that was a, the worst fight I ever saw kind of related to this was I had a friend in college that got in a fight with this guy who was coked out of his mind Uh-oh. and just wouldn't stop. You know, so like my friend was beating the crap out of him and this guy would just not stop. That's, and that's the worst. The point, yeah, yeah. Like I did, like I feel, and especially like knowing now what we know about head injuries and everything, I almost feel like I got to go check up on this guy. It was... <laughs> But it was that, and I'm, and I'm watching this thing, and I'm like, what's this guy going to... This guy might be a zombie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's no way you should be able to be taking this beating and not be falling down or stopping or quitting, and he ended up getting knocked out, you know? That's that's I mean, that's, that's a movie scene where the guy's like... Oh, and he does, like, the big, like... The big sigh, like, all right, I got to do keep doing it again because they keep getting back up. <laughs> it, ended up, it ended up looking like he was knocking out Soda Popinski. Like, he just kind of, like, came up under his chin with an uppercut, and he just, bam, that's it. Well, okay, so, that's a, uh, so let's get, at least give one pro for drugs. Like, it gives you the uh, you know, the mental fortitude to keep fighting for what you believe in, you know? Like, for what, so well, that's I mean, why, I mean, it, that's why, that's, like, Hitler, Hitler had all those guys fueled up by yeah, no, I love it. Yeah, it's part of what happened. It's part of what happened with with Germany, aside from like obviously all the other stupid shit. But like the over part of like the over ambitiousness of all their plans was that Hitler was all rocked out on amphetamines and wasn't making good decisions, and his neurotransmitters were all drained. And then his troops too; they were just feeding these guys amphetamines to where they yes. could march, you know, fifty miles in a day, and like it was it was nuts. But you could only. Like any kind of junkie, you can only keep that up for so long. Yeah, I just yeah. I actually in the last three or four months read a book about exactly this, and, and they were yeah, all on no, Adderall. They were like on Adderall. It was like Hitler. Yeah, there was just like a, they had an army on Adderall. Like Bayer, like the I, I I think Bayer back in body is as close to like a wonder drug as you can get legally, and 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 but it, it was the Bayer company that was basically producing speed for for the Third Reich, and that's a huge reason why they were able to take. France in like six weeks because they were just like like you're right like like methed out like it was, yeah and our guys like we only got crazy. we only got beer and cigarettes and like they got they're getting speed and they're feeling good and they're being more productive and yeah so, so yeah the Americans the, that's the a real Germ- that's like a Germany move if I've ever seen one Americans only had like coffee and British chicks like they, that's all they had to go on. I, res- I mean, you're, you, gotta, you gotta respect it. I mean, they're terrible, and we don't like them. But like, just like they really went for it, you know? <laughs> they really went <laughs> for it. Oh. This is the episode that gets me fired. Like we were talking, we were joking about it before. Now, now, now it's this is. The yeah, because this has been very pro Hitler. I wanted him pitching on my team earlier. <laughs> 
And like, if there's one thing you don't want to do, even if you're making just kind of funny, you don't want to be pro Hitler ever. Well, we're talking about those quotes that you can take out of context and everything, and yeah, you've got you've got a good five or six of them from this episode. Well, that's good. Yeah, right? so you say something that's about Hitler, and it's just me like cackling in the back. Like that's that's the one that's gonna bring me down. Hitler's terrible. He's the worst. Like he's just a, he was a bozo. Like nobody really likes Hitler, right? That, that's how their article is going to be written. Uh, this is like <laughs> he, 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 he just kind of said it with his shoulder shrug, just like, eh, do we don't yeah, know if we believe it or not. He did meekly come up with the uh, just the, the the staggering put down. He was the worst. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> no, Nazis, we don't like them. I don't know. I, I've never liked the, them. You mean the worst? The, the worst is in like somebody that shows up to a dinner party without an item, or the worst like the German sausage, sausage. The German sausage, bro, worst. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, we hate uh, the, we hate okay, the Nazis. So we don't like Hitler. We hate criminals. We are moral. We love good good people. We don't like any crooks. So let's just get that out of the way. There, that's the not that I can't get for. Do we cut it there, or do we need to do one more baseball thing and then? And uh, we have to do a baseball thing. I just I would like I, I would like to personally. Thank you, Seth. For the, the, people don't know that Seth is the reason that I actually got a shot to do radio and to begin with. That's cool. Oh, that's right. I forgot about. That. Yeah, it was. I I came in to do just a, a ten minute just a ten minute baseball segment one morning, and uh, and you introduced me to the, the program director at the time, and I mean we did the ba- the shift was on two weeks later, so yeah that's so yeah well, so like you know I, I, I thought it was, it was awesome. It's, it was so amazing. Well, I, I recognize how funny you are, and that you're, you know, you're, you're definitely different. Like you're the quirky. What you mean, my different, buddy? I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> well, and I'm always looking for people that that uh, don't like necessarily fit the mold of. Here are the three reasons the Astros suck. Like the just the classic sports radio right. stuff. So I, uh, that's I, I was excited to recommend you. No, that was awesome. So, so I just I wanted to let people know that that was just such a cool. It was a cool, very fast-moving thing. It was like a, it was just a very cool moment. So I wanted to thank you for that. So, and uh, the poster I had, life-size fat hat I have in, in the, my room. I, I worship it every night. I have light candles, and it's not sexual. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's just a pure indebted kind of, just kind of like, kind of like a uh, karate master. Like I just, it's, I, I, right. I, I, I meditate to, it. I meditate to it. Definitely not sexual. It's, it's, it's more of a, just a respect. Like this is. I'd be cool with it. All good second. things come like, through like, Seth like, just... You don't have to admit to it or anything at any point, but if it ever does become sexual, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, the, yeah girls do not like that thing. They're just like, what is that? Like, just don't worry about it. Like, don't ask questions. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so that's, yeah, that's all I got. Anything else? Do we have anything else that we can offend people with or that I can make me myself look bad on? No. No, I think that's, I think we, I think we hit a lot of the bases tonight. And then, uh, just, yeah, to, to, I guess to bring it all... Round circle. The Astros are still the best team in baseball, and I—they are still your 2019 World Series champions, in my opinion. That's all I got.